Hey y'all, it's Joe and V, and you're listening to the Good Girl Steel podcast. We are here to guide you wherever you are in life by sharing with you how you can be a good girl and go after exactly what you want. Blakely and I have found that with God on our side, we have been able to be authentic within every aspect of life. We're here to encourage and empower you to do the same. Let's go. What's up, guys? It's Joe and B. And this week on this episode, we're going to talk about a couple of different things that are we hold pretty close to our hearts and, you know, we can kind of resonate in on a personal basis. Um, this week, we're going to talk about what it looks like with our relationship with Jesus on a daily basic, daily basis and how practically we can do that truly on a daily basis. We're going to talk about dating. We're going to talk about a little bit of our personal experiences through dating. Um, We're going to talk about a little bit with teenage dating. And we're also going to talk about friendships and how sometimes they might be a negative friendship, but you can also pursue them through Christ and just love them well. Um, So I think we should get right into it. Boom. Done. (laughs) What's up, guys? Um, So we're going to just jump right into kind of our personal, uh, not opinion, but like our personal story with Jesus and kind of like how we pursue him daily and what that looks like for each of us. So do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. So I actually got this from Abby Tolbert who led FCA with me at Marshall for a year while she was at school. And I've just, I love Abby Tolbert because she has such great insight with, you know, Jesus and the Bible and just, she just loves people so well. And She said to me one time, she was like, you know, I challenge you to when someone says, hey, just shoot up a prayer for me. You know, I'm going through this situation or I've got this going on in my life. Right then, say a prayer for them. Like right then. It doesn't have to be dramatic. It doesn't have to be one of those things where you're you're sitting down in a quiet place, closing your eyes, that kind of thing. Ten minute prayer. It's just have a prayer just write them for them. Just God be with them today. God yeah. be with them throughout their situation or whatever it might be. God touch them. There's been so many times where I actually like don't do that. And I need to because there's so there's so many times that someone's like, really pray for me. Like, can you pray about this? Or can you keep me in your prayers? Or I know that someone needs prayer, but and you don't do it on purpose. Yeah, it's just like um like miss that prayer. No. The cool thing is about it is I joke around and I tell, you know, my FCA people, you know, like if you're, if you're late to class and you can't find your keys in your apartment, you know, you know, be like, God, can you just help me? I'm like, I'm just trying to go to class. I'm going to be late for practice at school or whatever it might be. The little things, because the cool thing is you have that conversation with God all day long. Mm-hmm. Almost like, you know, like you and me, we can text. So yeah. we, sh- we text each other almost every single day. So we have a constant conversation with one another. We know what's going on in our lives. And that conversation probably never ends. We just go to the next thing. And that's kind exactly. of. Exactly. So it's the same thing with God. God knows what's going on with your life, of course. But at the same time, having that constant conversation with him, it just really keeps you. Connected. Right. Yeah, Yeah. it keeps you tight with Jesus, you know, and I think that's so cool. And that's like how I probably am practically pursuing God daily. Yeah. Trying to have a constant conversation with him. So if I might be, you know, studying for a test 
just God be with me. Please help me find the right answers. Please help me retain this knowledge. Mm-hmm. Even though it might be something silly, might be something small, might be something mediocre. You're still having that constant conversation with them. Therefore, you're you're talking to them all week long. Yeah. It's fantastic. And it's it, awesome. it also is such a great way to um prevent yourself from kind of straying away like and and making when we make decisions we want to make decisions not for ourselves but for uh like what what is God telling you to do what is you know we all say you know God has a plan for us and we don't necessarily know that plan we're kind of just we're living it we're living the plan and we're trying to we're going to the next thing so I think that constant communication keeps you connected to hear him not just speak to him but hear him You're not just talking, but you're listening. And you know what's cool? One of the coolest situations is when you pray for something and then you realize it's gifted to you. Mm -hmm. Like, even if it's later on, you go, oh, man, I prayed about that. Oh, I prayed for that. And then for it to happen right in front of your eyes, you're like, oh, that's awesome. (laughs) It's so funny you say that. I just posted a picture on Instagram. And when I was writing the, you know, the caption, I really just went with what was on my heart. I don't plan things out, but I was just literally thinking about, I had like a crazy, not terrible week, but just a crazy hectic week. It was just one of those weeks where I could not get my life together. But when I took a step back, look at the big picture, a lot of the things that I've been praying for are happening right now in my life. And I wrote that and I see that. There were so many things, um, like for example, I, my entire time I've been at college, I've prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed that God would fulfill me with a purpose outside of what I was doing. I was playing softball. And so I knew softball was one one day going to end. And I knew that school was one day going to end. And I was like really anxious about what was going to come next because I didn't know what else I was passionate about. And the things I'm doing now, I'm so passionate about. This podcast, I'm so passionate about it. The kids that I'm working with every single day, I'm so passionate about it. And everything that's just kind of like taking place. It's like God literally, and it wasn't like one day I just found my purpose. It was like he literally just delivered. He delivered these little things to me and it just formed this you know, yeah, I, I don't even know how to explain it. And that's cool because I think even though you say you were anxious about them, I think you were, you did a great job of being where your feet were. Yeah. And just, you know, just being where your feet were and worrying about, okay, this is, this is the task at hand right now. Mm-hmm. This is what God's laid out for me. This is my, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Cause I'm sometimes our to jump onto this bridge that I haven't even driven. Up right. Our today, and, it could easily affect tomorrow. It can affect a year from now. And I think that is important. Like, what are you praying for? What are you, what are you thinking about? What are you talking to God about? Are you, are you laying it at the feet of Jesus? Are you giving it up? That's one thing. You just have to give it up and let go and let God. And like, it's, it's a cool feeling. It's cool to see that happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just think it's so awesome like being able to say, I have a personal relationship with God. Mm-hmm. God knows exactly what happened to me today because yep. I told him. And that's like, as crazy as that sounds at the same time, it's. And it's crazy that you, you, 
you have that relationship and he knows everything about you, but he knows everything that's coming for you. Like he knows yeah. what you're going to go through. He's prepared for all the things that you're going to need. He is prepared for your needs. So he's not checking in with you every day. He knows he's ready. He's waiting for you. Now yeah. you just have to ask and you shall yeah. receive. So I think, I think that's, that's something too with ball players for some reason. I think that we are so, What's next? What's next? What's next? Because mm. you're trying to prepare. Yeah. You're trying to pre- always prepare for that game. You're always trying to prepare for that pitcher. You're always trying to prepare for that type of field. We're taught to move on quickly. We're taught yeah. to like. With the transfer. Mm-hmm. It's all about the transfer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I feel like it's programmed in us. And at the same time, I feel like it's kind of backwards. It is. Mm-hmm. Your relationship with Christ. Like, I don't know. It's like. I mean, I play third base, so I'm I'm at the hot corner. Like it's it's all reactionary there. Right. Like, it, you can't. There is no just being where your feet are. Like you know what I mean. There's no like sitting back on your heels and just letting it ride. Like, no. So, um. So what is what is your daily um like? How do you pursue God? Not only with those conversations and that prayer that you talk about, but do you have a specific devotional that you like to do? Do you believe in quiet time every morning? I know everyone's so different. What does that look like for you? So I'm actually like in this group, and I don't even know if you know this, Joe, but I'm actually in this group with an F- a bunch of FCA um, members throughout the state of West Virginia, and we're actually on a two-year cover-to-cover Bible plan. Mm-hmm. When I mean, say that, I mean literally reading the Bible from cover to cover in two years. And so we're, it's like all mapped out every day. You have this verse and we have this group message and you talk about what you read and just how you interpreted mm-hmm. scripture. And I think that's super cool because I was actually talking to a teammate today that she can, you can read the same scripture that I read in the same wording and it can touch you personally differently than it would touch me. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. And, but at the same time, it's, that's the way God made it. Yeah. God yeah. made it that way. God made it. So it would touch me in the situation that I'm going in right now, where my feet are on this exact day, at this exact time. And it touched me in a certain way, but at the same time in your own life, in your own situation, Jordan, you're, you read it and it just touches you a completely different way. But at the same time, it's, it's all the same wording. Yeah. It's the same words. So it's, I just think that's like. It's crazy. It's crazy how a, a, a book can be so um, standard in the eyes of, you know, what we see and what we're reading, but custom to our hearts and custom to our uh, testimony and our story and what we're going through. I think that's um, what makes our relationships with God personally so uh, intimate and special. Like, no doubt. It's unreal. Um, So for me, I, and I struggle with this, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that feel the same way. Reading the Bible is not easy. It's not um, understanding it and interpreting it is has been something that I have always struggled with. I'll sit there, I'll open it, and there were times where I was just like, "What the heck?" What's it 
What did I just read? And so over the years, I have really tried to overcome that and find ways that work for me to, to interpret God's word. And I am by no means musically talented or inclined. I cannot sing. I cannot play any instrument. I am. I don't belong near <laughs> a musical instrument or anything, but music does that for me. Like worship music is my um, outlet that I use every day to understand the word of God. Because so much worship, some so many uh, worship songs are literally pulled from the Bible. Literally, yeah. that's it. It's oh, just most of them are scripture, right? It's just scripture that they've turned into music, Song. and it's beautiful. And it makes me it. I feel so connected, and I feel so um, things become clear for me when I'm listening to a song. I mean, it's funny that you say that because we have BCM at Marshall, which I talk about as Baptist Christian Ministries. It, it's our on-campus ministry, and I love it because they have a worship service before Rob Ely goes into like his, I don't want to say he preaches at us, but he just hits us with the knowledge, yeah. the, the Bible knowledge, you know, and um I always say you come out of there with just a Jesus high. Like <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you go in and you're just like, oh my gosh. Like you're just overwhelmed by the music with how much love Jesus has has put his hands on the place. And you just come out of there with like a Jesus high. You're just like, I'm ready to do everything with Jesus. Like, right. Ready to go home and read my Bible. I'm ready to listen to worship music all the rest of the week. I'm ready to talk about people. I'm ready to talk about Jesus with other people and all you know the good things you know. And I joke around and I'm just like, yeah, it gives you a Jesus high. It really does. I don't really know how to explain it, but (laughs) and it's something that just oh, I can. My time in the car is like my time with Jesus because I think so much about everything when I'm driving, like literally everything. And so that is just something that I do every single day. And a lot of times I can easily take, right. I can easily take something from a song and look it up in the Bible and, and, and make that correlation and make that connection and read into that, that passage or that story and try to figure out kind of what, what is God saying to me through those words? So that's a little, that's more so what I do. I, I'm not a morning person. <laughs> I hate it. And I, and I think that's such a lame excuse. I'm not a morning person. I'm trying. Okay. And that's something, my mom does this every single day. She wakes up very early. She writes in her journal, which I'm a big journaler, but I don't wake up early enough to journal with God, which is something that I am going to incorporate. Um, I just have not done it. And I want to be that person that the first thing I do when I wake up is sit with God, because I think that just sets the tone for the rest of your day. And that's something I admire about my mom so much is she is so um, disciplined with that. Like she never misses a morning. And if she misses a morning, she picks it up at the end of the day or or whenever she has a chance because she knows that that moment from the time she wakes up to when her day is going to start that's the only time that she really has to have that personal time with him so i know there's a lot of people that enjoy 
the quiet time in the morning. And I love that. I aspire to be that. I was going to say too about the like scripture and like not understanding it. Something that really helps me is just sending it to somebody. Hmm. Just like type, like literally just be like, if it's long, just say, Hey man, go Google Matthew 5, 11 and 12. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And then be like, what, what is, what does that think? What, what do you think about that? Like, just tell me what, what you got from that reading. And sometimes hearing what they say, like sometimes you'll find people where they go, yeah, man, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. And then you send it to someone else and they might say, oh yeah, I got this, 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 and this from that. And then you go, oh, oh. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I, I understand how you got that now. I, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. So I like that's that. Something that really helped me to like, um, Abby Tolbert's really good. Cole Moore, who's um, an FCA leader with me now, awesome at it. Even like sending it to um, mentors or mm-hmm. people who are older than you. Um, elders of your church, great. They're brilliant. Trust me, if you younger people who are in high school and younger right now, if you're listening, you think that the elders drive you crazy, but they are brilliant <laughs> when it comes to the Bible. Brilliant. So use them like use that avenue. Um, your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad. I mean, just have them read it. it uh, they don't even have to be profound followers of Christ. Just have them read it and just go, Hey, what, what do you get from this? What do you get from these two sentences? Yeah. And like spit out some words and just, it might it just, just click. Your brain. Yeah. Yep. It's just the way God works. Sometimes, sometimes he just speaks through other people and it's the way it's supposed to be. Wow. That's really, um, that's such a good tip. I would never even think of that. Yeah. Um, it, it helped me out a lot. Yeah. It's definitely uh, becomes easier as you get older, but I think it's also like a, it's like a, for me, I have to compare it to like a sport or a skill. Like you just have to keep doing it to get better at it. And oh, no doubt. it's like a muscle that you have to work out and, and build up. So. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, and noting too is another thing. Like, um, oh, I love, yes. Like, if you read something mm-hmm. and something po- like pops out to you or sticks in your brain, jot a little note on the side of your Bible. You know, like, I'm a noter. Oh, I'm a star. Like, I do that. I love that. I'm, I'm a highlighter. I highlight yeah, things. Me too. Me too. I, I actually just got a new Bible pretty recently, but my old Bible was like yatted up <laughs> with notes. You know what I mean? Like, so I had sticky notes and highlights and all that kind of stuff. So that stuff's great. Great, great, great stuff. Can't go wrong with it. So I I guess this kind of brings me back to if you are someone and you're listening and maybe you just haven't began your, uh, or you haven't started following Jesus and you haven't started your relationship. Maybe you believe in, in God and you believe that Jesus is your Savior, but you haven't started pursuing Him in a relationship Maybe you could give what likely what are some tips that you can give to someone that is just ready to start? Where do they start? I think that's the hardest part. Prayer. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think you know just starting. Like I said, start simple. Start super simple. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You. I mean, even though God knows your deep, deep dark secret, you don't have to tell God your deep dark secret. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Start very simple. Mm-hmm. If you have to, dip your toe in the water before you jump in. Like, 
Yeah. There's no shame in that. There is no shame in that. I would say simple prayer, speaking to God, having a constant conversation with him about the little things, you know, and if you can get your hands on a Bible. Yeah. If you guys do not have access to a Bible and you would like one, we'd love please, to send you one. Please reach so out. So just DM us or send it in our email, anything. You are we would love to provide a Bible for you. Um I kind of lost my train of thought, but that's awesome. Prayer. I was just talking about prayer. Prayer in your Bible. And yeah. even if you don't have a Bible, you can get There's an Bible app. app. Yeah. The Bible app is fantastic. It gives you devotions. It does a daily verse. Like, I'm not good with electronics, obviously. <laughs> She's Last old episode, school. I did not turn my mic on. Yeah, you guys, we're troubleshooting. So if the episodes sound weird, they're only going to get better from here. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, I, I did remember to turn on my mic this week. So, I died when my dad was like, huh, a little tip. Maybe we can hear Blakely next time. <laughs> I was like, really? Oh, we're trying. It's okay. But I, I have challenges, but I was going to say, I just recently actually started like actually using the Bible app mm-hmm. because I'm just old school. I don't know. I just like the Bible. Just well, sometimes it's cover. <laughs> I'm, I don't like reading on my like phone. I'd rather read a book or read it on the and paper. I like writing. I like underlining. Exactly. Whole nine yards. But the Bible app is fantastic. And there's a lot, a lot of great resources in that app that you can use yeah. and utilize. For me, I think um, kind of incorporating my my faith into my sport, that was really, really, really important to me. Because when you play a sport like ours or really any, it can consume you. It can become everything that you are if you let it. Um, and right. so for me, it was journaling before every single game. I literally wrote a prayer before every single game. And that was that. just like, even though we can pray at any time, I think that was just my time to just literally lay out. Cause it's, for me, it was like, there were times where I was anxious. And so I really just needed yeah. that prayer to just kind of like, Take the weight off my that. shoulders. I love that idea. Yeah. Right. Get I'm a prayer saying. journal. Get and <laughs> and it's such a good conversation starter to have your teammates looking at. I mean, it's not for show. It's it's personal for you. So don't do this just to for show. You show show off. Like be prepared for that to be a conversation starter to maybe encourage someone to do the same thing. I mean, we all have routines as athletes. We have little um superstitions and not that that's a superstition for me but like that's something I did before every single game so just I was gonna say if you are someone that is already pretty (laughs) hot and heavy with your relationship with Christ work on praying out loud praying with other people Mm -hmm. that's something that I didn't really do very much until probably this year to be honest with you on softball team I pray before every game for us and Praying out loud is different. That was my favorite thing ever. (laughs) It's like, it didn't come easy to me, believe it or not. Like I, my teammates messed with me and they would joke with me because I stutter. I'd stutter. There was, I think there was one time I said, what did I say? (laughs) I said, in Jesus name we play. (laughs) 
And everyone laughed at me, but honestly, I was like, well, honestly, we do. That's In Jesus' name, good, we, yeah. we do play. <laughs> but it's something about when I close my eyes and I'm speaking out loud, I, I, it's like my brain forgets how to speak. I don't understand it, but I, I've gotten better with it, <laughs> with praying out loud yeah. with my teammates, with uh, team functions, if, you know, before a meal kind of thing. Like we pray before our meals, like mm-hmm. our family meals and stuff like that. So I do that kind of stuff. And if you are someone that is, you know, looking for the next quote unquote step, um, start working on that, you know, just praying. Like <laughs> it can be silly, like sit there with your dog and pray, you know what I mean? Pray out loud, just, just to do it, to practice it. Because one day you might have the situation where someone goes, Hey, can you close this in prayer? And, and then, then you're like, <laughs> you could do like I did. And was like, sure. It was such a, it wasn't my best prayer, but it can be I've a very better. traumatic experience. But it's Very such a much. it's such a cool way to like kind of like step up your game and like really yeah. profess Put yourself on the next level. Right. Be like all in for Jesus. Because that's part of our uh, testimony is being able to how do I say this? Try like trying to Use your pedestal well. Right. And and speak out for Jesus. It's not just about you and Jesus. It's about being a disciple for Jesus. And we're working to grow his kingdom and, and fill fill it up and bring more people closer to, to God. And if they see that you're, you can't share it if you're not willing to talk about it or pray about it or be about it. So well said. We're supposed well to profess our love for Jesus, basically. That's what we're doing. Um, so it's definitely not easy. So no pressure. But that's something that you can always work on if you're ready to, like, step up your game. Um, anything else that you would like to add? Maybe. So. We hit that right on the nail. Yeah. That was good. Pray a lot. It's such a um, – sometimes I think prayer is underrated. <laughs> we forget about prayer because – Honestly, I don't I think sometimes we take for granted that we know that God's listening instead of being intentional about those conversations with God. Sometimes I'm like, well, he already knows. No. Yeah. Take that time. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes true. it's not all about you. Like pray for pray for your family, pray for your people, pray for you know, our country, pray for you know, like it doesn't just have pray to be all. about yeah, like there's pray times where I'm unable to fall asleep and I'll just pray for every single person that I know until I'm out. <laughs> and I love doing I that. Say too, I was going to say too, another thing you can do if you're someone that's just, just now getting started with it is reach out, reach out. To oh somebody. yeah. Yes. There's, you always know that one person that you're like, man, she, she's in it. She's in it for the right things or he's in it. He's in it for the right things. Reach out to them. If they're a true believer, they will welcome you with open arms. Right. There's no judge. There's no judgment at all. I, I mean, even if you're not sure about, even if you just have a question, or maybe you are dealing with something, go yeah, to someone I with a chat. I just want to chat about it. My favorite, Cole Moore, has this saying that is my. It's hilarious. We joke around all the time about it because 
if someone approaches him is like, you know, kind of hinting that they want to talk about Jesus, they want to have a faith bound conversation, Cole, look at them with, you know, a little bit of sad eye and just be like, you want to have a conversation? <laughs> and so, I mean, like, it's just, it's like his go-to line, like just have a conversation with someone, you know yeah. what I mean? Just, just have a faith bound conversation. There's no shame. And you it, know? if you're like, on the other end of that and you experience, um, that was someone and you're just not sure or maybe you feel like you're not equipped and you don't have the words or you don't have all the answers it's okay it's fine to not be able to answer someone's question it's a great learning experience and because you can most likely reach out to someone else who will have the answer right before you gain something and then you're also passing it along to the person that asked you right you're both getting, it's a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really is. I think a lot of, and I struggled with that. I was like, I'm so afraid to have a conversation with someone because I don't want them to think that I'm any less of a believer because I don't know the answer. Like, I don't know everything. I'm not perfect. And you don't have to be. Like, you do not have to know it all. But you just have to want to know more. And you're never going to know it all. No. That's the thing. You're never going to know it all. You're never going to be content. You're always going to be a student because, you know, God didn't. That's why we don't have all the answers. God didn't make us that way. We are not supposed to have all the answers. Therefore, we would be God. That's right. (laughs) So, like, we are not supposed to have all the answers. Don't So don't be discouraged with being a student. Like, embrace it. I love that. Learn as much as you can. You know, teach as much as you can. Pursue as much as you can. Just because... We're supposed to. We're not supposed to have all the answers. We're supposed to just learn the whole the whole journey. I love that. That's really good. I sound so monotone saying that. <laughs> I love <laughs> I that. Love I have um, a problem with that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's really good, Blakely. I love that. Um, seriously. Um, but yeah, so I think you guys are always welcome to shoot us questions and things like that. If you are starting your journey and you're ready to take the next step, we would love to pray with you or just set you up with, you know, any, any type of re we want to be a resource basically. So, um, now let's, we're going to move on to kind of dating. This is kind of like a hot topic. So this is like a super hot topic and we kind of had a, question box that we opened up on IG we wanted to get you guys your own opinion like what do you want to hear about what do you want us to talk about so this one was big so dating and dating in general or (laughs) dating in high school this was very specific which I'm kind of glad that someone asked this because Blakely and I have different opinions because we have different experiences so I didn't I did not really date in high school. I um, let me rephrase that. I did not have a steady relationship in high school. I dated, but for very short periods of time. <laughs> why are you laughing? It's not bad. Like, because I don't know why I'm laughing. It's because she's laughing and I'm, I can see. I'm picky guys. I'm just picky. All right. Um but no I think for me, my perspective on dating is I think it can be 
great, but I also think that it it's such a um a crucial time in your life to really like just live your life without the responsibility of another person's um happiness and and I kind of phrase that like it's not your job to make someone else happy but you're young like just kind of live your life and and be a high schooler because and this doesn't happen all the time my sister and her husband are high school sweethearts so they dated in high school they're married they've been married for nine years I think um and that's amazing but that doesn't always happen so I think it's just being um, intentional. It's not should you date in high school or should you not date in high school. I don't think that's the question. I think it's what are your intentions? Yeah. What are you looking for? And how can you remain faithful to your relationship with God and pursue another human? Okay. I get that. Um. And for me, I experienced a, I did not pick well. Like I had a very bad relationship from high school going into college. I learned a lot from it. Um, some, I wouldn't say that I regret anything. It definitely like was very impactful. It was a good turning point in my life. It's, I changed for the better. Um, so I would say just be, I would just say learn from my mistakes. Don't lead with emotion. Really lead with um what do you believe in? Yeah. Do you what are your values? What are important to you? What are your intentions with that person? Because if you kind of lead with that emotion, you it can cloud your decision making. And I think that's what happened to me. I I just kind of loved the idea of being in a relationship and then kind of everything progressed and it was too late and blah, blah, blah. And so that's my perspective. Um, relationships, good or bad, they can teach you a lot. So just be prepared to learn something. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of the best advice that I have. Just be intentional. So, yeah. And so I kind of am on the flip side of that because I dated someone since I was, whew, I was, I think I was right around 14 years old until mm-hmm. I was 18. So I was with them my whole high school career. So here's the flip side of this. So I found myself at a very young age, quote unquote, dating, <laughs> dating someone where I was pursuing them, but also. I don't think we were also pursuing God, but we were pursuing God together. Mm-hmm. If that mm-hmm. I wasn't pursuing God on a personal walk. It was just kind of like your relate your relationship was faith based, but outside of that, you didn't have a exactly. And it wasn't the person. It wasn't the person I was dating's fault. It wasn't my fault. It was. It was just the way it was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't laid out for me to have a personal relationship, personal walk with Christ. Yeah. And I think because you were so young, you didn't necessarily get that chance to figure out like, what do you, what do you need personally from Jesus? You just kind of, it naturally like happened where you and your, your 
I don't spouse, <laughs> your boyfriend, whatever. Just you and your person just kind of did it together. It was yeah. just natural. I mean, we went to youth group together. We went to church on Sundays together. Like we were involved in a church. We were involved in Christ. We were involved with, you know, reading the Bible, those things like worship services, all of that kind of stuff. I was involved with that, but I was also involved with it with my boyfriend. So like I went to those things with my boyfriend. It wasn't like I woke up and was like, I'm going to go to church today even if my boyfriend doesn't go, Mm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just really important to have have that, have your walk, have your separate walk, your separate walk. And the cool thing. So I got into my freshman year of college, became single early on, started dating Jackson. And it was really cool that when I met Jackson, Jackson was, I would say farther along in his personal walk than what I was. Um, And the cool thing was he didn't become stationary in his walk for me to catch up to where he was. Mm -hmm. He kind of just said, I'm continuing on my path. I can lead you. I can guide you in the best way I can. I can drag you if I need to, but I'm not going to continue my personal walk. And that was something like different for me. And I was almost like, really? Wow. I'd be like, wow. I think that would make me like want to pursue someone more, honestly. And I think that worked for you guys. Absolutely. And I mean, early on, and I know for a shout out, like shout of doubt, if you called Jackson right now and was like, hey, Jackson, who's your number one? He would be like, God. I mean, no, no question, no question in my mind. And then he would be like, probably like, yeah, short second is Blakely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, I mean, it'd be the same thing, vice versa. So I think also just you talking about that. While someone's walk may be different, if you're someone where you just, if you are someone on the other end of it and you aren't a follower or a believer and that person that you're pursuing is don't be afraid to jump into that relationship good things can come from that like someone like if let's say Jackson was you know on his walk with God and he was in a certain place in his life and you had came along and you didn't know anything I think Jackson would have done the same thing yeah. And he would have helped you create your own relationship with God. So it can, it can, not only can it um, help couples that are pursuing God at the same time, but it can help someone lead someone else to Christ, if that made any sense. In my head, yes. it did. Yes. Because God, I'm a firm believer that God puts people in your life for a specific reason. Mm hmm. Just like I think it was a part of the plan for me to have the boyfriend that I did in high school. 100%. Because it made me the person that I am now. To be a wife. Right. Future, to be a girlfriend. To be a fiance. Whatever it may be. And I, I yeah. I I, preach. I do. I think it does. So it's hard for me to say, no, don't date. No. Don't you, date in high school. you know what I mean? It's we can't say that. We can't say no. Yeah. 
And it's I think on the flip side of that, in my situation, if you're a believer and you are trying to pursue a relationship with someone that doesn't believe in God, or maybe they do, but they don't actively walk in a, in that way, and they have no, yeah, they have no desire to change or to um, grow with you, you cannot change someone. That is the biggest advice that I can give you. <laughs> and you something change a heart. you cannot change, change a heart. You can be a um an avenue. An avenue. A, some an avenue. God can use you to change you a heart. Right? You, you can plant a seed. Yes. But that was one thing in my relationship. I couldn't change the person that I was with and I wanted to so bad because I saw so much potential. Mm-hmm. And it, and it was like the devil was constantly working against me, and so that that challenge for me to try to change someone it took me twenty steps back in my relationship with God. Like I was disconnected for the yeah. longest time. You can't let that happen. You cannot let someone drag you down. The way that Blakely talks about her and Jackson, Jackson didn't pull back. He kept going and. That's where I messed up. That's where you can really hurt yourself if you're constantly trying to pick up or change the heart of someone else. Only God can do that. God puts people in your life at specific times. Mm -hmm. It's extremely important because you can be going through a situation and someone plants somebody and God plants someone in your life. And even if it's not for a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, even if it's not for that, like even just a friendship, Mm -hmm. you know, God can, I think, place people, if you are a believer, especially if you are a believer, and people come into your life and you're like, oh my gosh, this person is is not clicking with me. Like (laughs) we are not clicking. Yeah. But God can put, plant he can plant that seed to where you are in the perfect situation to say, you know what? This is an opportunity. This is an opportunity. And you don't want to be the person that like after the opportunity is passed, look back and go, well, crap. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, just that. I think that's so cool. I actually had an experience with one of my teammates and I'm not going to say her name just because, you know, right. You know, whatever that was personal between us. Um, there was a girl on my team, and we were just polar opposites. She's yeah. super outgoing, super talkative, and I'm more of like, you know, I'm reserved most of the time unless I'm really close to you and I'm a weirdo. But I am not super, like, high energy. And I knew that she was struggling with things, and her walk with God was much different than mine, and she wasn't so open about it but she finally came to me one day random and we just she was really struggling with her relationship with her boyfriend and and she made a comment to me that will stick with me forever and it will make me think about um, my personal walk with God she said I really wanted to come to you but I was so scared because I was afraid of what you were going to think of me it literally broke my heart It made me honestly want to sit there and cry because I 
in my eyes, I think I'm, I understand people well. I feel like I um, am approachable and I try my best to have empathy with others. Um, No matter what they believe or their differences, I just try to always love people and give them grace no matter what. And that has impacted me um, to this day. Like, I don't want to be that person that people feel like they're I'm judging them because I think Christianity in general has a big old judge big old like judgy like no we're we're not the judge God's the judge we don't want to be the judge do we want to ever bear that cross and like I never want to bear the cross of being the judge right and we're not called to be no, that's not our job. And we're that's n- not our job. We're not perfect and we're never we are imperfect humans. That's it's just it's the way that it works. So it shouldn't fear you. I think we have to remember like even just saying that God's the judge, it shouldn't fear you from creating a relationship with him. Right. You're forgiven. You are anything that you have done and will do is forgiven. So I I really just like you said, maybe someone that you don't click with, they can easily, it was just a great opportunity for us to have a conversation. And I was so, I, I hope that it helped her. I think that it did, but I really just wanted to be open with her and understanding. And as a Christian, we can be honest and preserve someone's um, heart. We don't have to hurt them. We don't have to condemn them. So that was such a, it's a good learning experience because I never want to be that Christian that people are afraid to come to or feel like they have to keep things from me or feel insecure around, like I'm going to think less of them because I am nowhere near perfect. No sister. So. I love that though. I love that story. Yeah. Um, It's just. I think relationships are are sticky because Mm -hmm. going back to like the high school thing, I think it's so, for some reason it's almost put on a pedestal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, I I don't know if it's because you've got like the prom and. Well, it's, it's a high school is a comparison game. That's what it is. When you're in high school, you're the most. I was the most insecure as a high schooler, middle school through high school. You feel like you have to, I don't go with the wave. It's natural for the wave to be, I got a boyfriend. I got someone to go to prom with. I got this. We do this and we go to dates and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't have to be that way. We're happy on social media. Right. That's a big thing now too. The way that I look at it is... I believe that God created someone for us. Someone created so, someone was created for you. And I think Jackson was created for you. Absolutely. And I think someone out there was created for me and I haven't met them yet. Or maybe I have and it's just not the right timing. But when I look at high school, I think what a small little pond to choose from. Right. Or to, and that's not saying, I mean, it's just 
when we look at the big picture, there's so many people in this world. Right. And I don't want, you know, if you're a high schooler, you don't have to be in a relationship. If you don't vi- wow. if you're not vibing with someone, that's okay. Like be your own self. Be this is the perfect time to kind of jump into it. There's it's there's a time of waiting in in your life. There's always going to be a time of waiting. And when it comes to relationships, you can prepare yourself for the person that was created for you. Before you've met them. Before you've met them. If you guys have ever heard of a Proverbs 31 woman, that is just like a huge thing in the Bible that literally has been laid out for women of God to aspire to be. So you can read Proverbs 31 and just look at all the qualities in a Proverbs 31 woman that maybe you don't have. You need to grow. I believe I'm in a time of waiting. I'm in a time of growing. I'm literally on a pursuit to growing as an individual, as a wife, as a soon-to-be mom. Like, I don't think I'm ready for a relationship. So I think it's just cool to take ownership of the waiting and not just sit there and beg God for someone to come to your life. And then when they do, you're not ready. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like. Oh, that's good, sister. (laughs) <laughs> it's like you're marinating. You're like, yeah. you're getting ready. And, and let me tell you, though, even like, and everybody talks about, well, so and so's getting engaged and they're <laughs> 22. So why can't I get engaged? Or why am I not married with a child? And da 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 da. People are in different stages of life. Yeah. Just because you are the same age as someone doesn't mean you're in the same place as someone. Mm-mm. So, like, and let me tell you something. When you get the ring, it ain't all rainbows and sunshine. <laughs> it doesn't fix everything. So it's still a wor- it's still work. You still have to pursue each other. You still have to pursue God like wholeheartedly yeah. and grow yourself. Continued, continued on for what's to come in the future. Right. Like now, and I are growing ourselves to prepare ourselves for marriage. Right. For- ourselves for the rest of our lives and this I mean this stage is fun because we have fiancés and this and engagement pictures and wedding planning and all that kind of thing is great but at the same time we have to prepare the growing never stops yeah the growing never stops or just being intentional because I think you guys could have easily gotten engaged and then sat back on your heels and said okay oh yeah I think that yeah. probably happens to a lot of people and you I've heard multiple times marriage doesn't mend a broken heart it only opens it only exposes your problems that you you already have Absolutely. um it doesn't fix anything so Absolutely That's such a it's cool to think about like you just have to just don't rush it don't compare yourself and that's hard we're humans. We naturally find ourselves thinking about media. the future and social media is comparison is the thief of joy. That's all I got to say. Your joy, you cannot be joyful if you're constantly wishing that your life looked like something else. Because guess what? One day it's going to come. You're going to you're going to get the thing that you asked for and if you didn't enjoy that season of waiting, that se- season of singleness, 
it's just, you can have heart, that heartache can come along with whatever you prayed for. and, And that's just kind of what we want you guys to prevent from happening. Um, absolutely. It definitely is something that you, I have learned to really love being single because I have zero responsibility for another human. (laughs) And there are days where I'm like, wow, I would love to have some, you know, responsibility for another human, but like, right, right. (laughs) It's not, it's, Oh gosh. I'll hit you with a little quote that my dad always says. My dad says, guys do not grow up and think with their brain until they're like 25. And Jackson is coming up on that. And I'm going to push it back to 27. (laughs) Poor Jackson. Well, I'm really going to wait until I get married. Well, listen. I I can't deal great i can't i can't talk too badly about him he does have yeah a terrible thing with leaving cups around the house but it's, it's that's fine. yeah that's another thing that you can fall in love with someone but you choosing to literally not just love that person but like them for the rest <laughs> of your life yep, yep. Ooh. you know and you know relationships are sticky they're always going to be sticky but if you have God at the top and you're always, always, you will always have that one thing in common. That's right. So if you have that one thing in common, you will always have ground to meet on. Right. If you don't, it's hard. It's a battle. It's a, it's, it's a war zone because you never have one thing that you are truly wholeheartedly. Yes, this is it. Cause there are things where you compromise. you, you don't like things, you do things you don't like, or your um, boyfriend or fiance or husband or whatever it might be, do things that drive you insane or it's vice versa or whatever it might be. But your common ground is God. Your Mm -hmm. common ground is your relationship with Christ and pursuing Jesus. So if you don't have that, it's really hard. It just makes it really hard. It makes it so much harder. And I talk from experience because I've been <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I have no I have no idea what I'm talking about. Honestly, I just kind of have learned over the years from watching my parents and watching my sister and her husband. It's a lot of it's work. And yeah. I aspire to be like them because they um kind of made me see reality when it comes to relationships that it's not just like it's not like the movies. It's not like this fairy tale story that you hear. Unfortunately, it can be really amazing, but you're choosing someone to commit to, not just mar- not just have the wedding day and celebrate the anniversaries and yeah. and have kids Aww. with, but it's like the mundane, the boring, the get in a fight and choose, you know, the next day that you're just going to get over it or talk about it and wake up and still choose that person every single day. So when you're, if you're not mature enough to do that, you need to just wait, just wait until you are or find someone that you love enough to choose yeah. every day. Um, I think 
we really wanted to incorporate scripture into everything that we're saying. And something that I have always been taught by my parents is that um, relationships are really difficult if you are not equally yoked. And basically, that means just if you don't have the same belief system, if you don't have the same values, it's just very hard to have a successful relationship. Um, And so 2 Corinthians 6.14, it says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? They can't coexist. They can't function together. You so when when that's what we go back to saying, be intentional. Find someone that's, you know, not necessarily on the same, right? Not necessarily on the same walk, but in the same boat as you. You agree on the same things. So um, and a couple more things. So I was gonna share, I forgot to share when we were talking about like devotions. A good devotion if you're looking for one. Um, one, it's called Embraced, 100 Devotions to Know God is Holding You Close by Lisa Turkhurst. You can get this at Target. And then recently, I really wanted to just like take it in my own hands to kind of own my time being single and pursuing um, a relationship with God while I prepare myself for a relationship with someone else. There is a 10-week devotional um, that I purchased and it's on dating and relationships. It's called for the girl. Um, and I would follow them on Instagram. It's called for the girl and they have, um, different types of devotionals. They have, uh, studies that they actually do. So they'll cover like the book of John and they'll do like a month devotion in a big group and things like that. And then another one that I purchased was how to prepare for your future love story. Um, and it just talks about different dating personalities. So it's actually really cute. I love kind of the outline. One is being, you can be the romantic and you take a quiz and you kind of like figure out which one you are. It's kind of cool. Um, the romantic, the independent, independent, the flirt, the committed, the rescuer, and the cautious. And it kind of just takes you through scenarios um, and how it kind of is specific to each personality dating trait and then the first one is more so like um 10 different people kind of sharing their story with relation their relationships and their testimony and then there's question and answers and I really love it so um you guys should check it out and it's fairly inexpensive I think I paid like 20 bucks for both of them maybe probably less than that I don't even know Devotionals are great. Yeah. For your faith. They make your brain think in different things, different ways that you would normally think. Um, something I'm a huge Louis Giglio fan mm-hmm. of devotionals. Um, he does a great relate relationship series, just talking about pursuing relationships, not only with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, but with another person. Um, that's another great one that he has a CD and he, you actually like watch the devotional and he teaches it to you and you go through it with the book and stuff like that. I think that one, I got that on Amazon and I'm pretty sure I think it was around 20 bucks, but those are really great. Devotionals are great, great, great things to do. It's also a great way to, if you're on a team or if you're a part of a youth group or if you're a part of a friend group, you can all say, Hey, you want to go through this devotional with me? Like you buy this book, I buy this book, let's do it. And then compare what we think. Yeah, um, it's just I love a great that. Way to, you know, 
like grow your faith and grow someone else's faith and also just kind of challenge each other because also holding each other accountable to it. Yeah. Something that helps a lot too. I think it gives good perspective. I mean, a lot of these devotions are written in the perspective of someone else and their experiences. So I think it's just like, it's very eye opening. There's so many things that I read every day. I'm like, wow, I would have never thought of that. Yeah. Um, so one last thing that we kind of wanted to cover was, you know, we understand there's a lot of questions about dating and those type of relationships. So we wanted to really talk about friendships because those are really important. So we wanted to just bring up friendships. Friendships are so important and um, kind of how to love people that don't necessarily um, believe the same things that you do. Or even just love you back. (laughs) Yeah. People that don't love you back. like Because here's the thing. Let's be real. When you are a believer... When you're a Christian, when you profound your faith, you pronounce your faith, (laughs) (laughs) put yourself on a pedestal and put yourself in the open. Therefore, you have relationships with people that other people desire. They wish they could love someone the way you did. They wish that they could handle situations the way you did. There's always going to be that one person. So here's the thing. Like, when that happens, it's an opportunity. And there are people that are not, I'm sure are not fans of me (laughs) at Marshall or in Live Oak or wherever. But, you know, for the most part, I try to love them well, just because I'm trying to show them the love of Christ in my heart Mm -hmm. to them. But I I think that also takes a lot of maturity um, it's hard. Not it's everyone, hard. not everyone's able to love. And I think this is just a, um, I mean, in a time like this, what our world is going through, we all just honestly need love, like more love. Uh, yeah. Hate yeah. and love cannot co- coexist. You cannot, you can't, I mean, hate fuels hate. Love fuels love. So that's where you know, I'm at, I feel like, right. You, you cannot say that you're a loving person and, and you follow Jesus, but you spread hate to the world. It can't. And that is such a, a, it gives Christians a bad rap, man. Like it, it does. It just, I wrote, I wrote down the scripture and it's kind of talking about this loving your enemies and stuff. And it says, this is actually the Lord speaking. It says, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And this is actually Matthew 5, 43 and 44. And I mean, that's just like, that's, that's a mic drop right, right. there. Mm-hmm. No, like that's cut. That's, that's cut in the line. There is no wiggle room in that. Like, you cannot get anything else from that. Yeah. And it's just, I just think it's so important to 
when you have people in your life, I think, like I said before, I think God places them in your life for a reason. So if you have someone that doesn't mesh with you, they might be going through something. Yeah. They might be upset. They might be angry because of the situation they got going on at home or in their life or in class or in whatever it might be. Yeah. That might be an opportunity for you to show the love of Christ in your heart to them. Right. And that might give them a change of heart. So you just never know why people do the things they do. I'm not chalking off what they do. They're always going to be hateful people. They're always going to be hateful people. As long as there's the devil. Right. It's just... It's just the way of the world. And I, I... also found this scripture that really um, is something that I've tried to stick to because as number one, as a female two as a woman in my twenties, it's, this is really easy to get caught up in and um, kind of correlates to people that are very worldly. Um, and that's the best way for me to say it. They're just worldly. Um, Romans 12, two says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good, pleasing and perfect will. And that's really something that when I'm, even when I have a, a friend, maybe that isn't, maybe we're not on the same wavelength, but we, we, we enjoy spending time together, things like that. I have to make a conscious decision to make sure that I'm continuing to live live out God's purpose for me and not conforming to the ways of someone else who is caught up in the world. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and that can be really tough when you're a young girl who's trying to just maybe fit in or yeah. you're, you're scared of what people think about you. You really want to have friends, but you really want to believe, you know, you want to stick to your beliefs. Such a crucial time. And it it gets hard. It gets hard to find your place in the world. But guys, (laughs) our place isn't in, you shouldn't be finding your place in the world. Your place is with Jesus in heaven. That's where we're going. This is not our home. This is, this is just a a pit stop. This is not plan A. A, Right. This is a pit stop. This is not plan A. Yeah. So... Whether you're, you know, trying to really battle with someone that just doesn't like you or maybe you have a friend who you've been friends with for years, but you just realize maybe your your relationship is kind of evolving and you're going your separate ways, just you can still love them no matter what. You show love and, and a lot of times... <laughs> They're they're probably going to have a change of heart or at least question yeah. themselves like or you plant a seed. Right. You know what I mean? You can't change the heart. No. You can't change a heart. God's got to change a heart. You plant that seed and maybe later on, maybe it might not be tomorrow. It might not be a week from now. It might not be a month from now. But you know what? One day they might look back and go, "You know what? I need to me- I need a message Blakely." I need a message, Blakely, because she said something that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And I have a question. Yeah. And then, boom, door opens, and all they have to do is walk through it. 
it's it's a cool thing. I mean, I I guess a good um, example for me, and this is like this made my whole college experience um, so worth it. Like I I met my best friend Katie Cronister here. I'm name dropping Katie Cronister because I love her so much. Um, Katie Cron. Katie Cron. That's my girl. We've been roommates. I think I talked about this maybe before, but we've been roommates for pretty much the entire time that we've been here. Katie wasn't really heavy, um, a heavy follower of Christ. She um, definitely just kind of like did her own thing, wasn't really raised in the church. We lived very different lifestyles. Um, and I think it's okay to understand like, guys, you can be friends with people that weren't raised the same way, the same way that you were. And I'm a, I'm a testament to this because we got really close. Um, she, she's one of my favorite people on this planet. Um, and she, she really went through a lot of things with, you know, throughout her time playing softball, went, faced a lot of injuries, a lot of adversity in her life. But she's literally the strongest person that I know. Um, and just over time, planting those seeds in that relationship and not cutting her off because we didn't believe the same things. I got to witness her becoming a Christian and following Jesus. She gave her life to Christ this past year and being able to witness that is like the coolest thing as a Christian. Most satisfying it's thing so fulfilling. It's like, if I had one job on this earth and it was to do that, I, I think I could do it. Like yeah. it's, it makes you so happy. And, and she's so amazing because sometimes I just watch her and I'm like, gosh, she is, she's so smart and so wise. And sometimes I look at her, I'm like, wow, I feel like you're a hundred steps ahead of me in your walk because she's just so like, she literally dove in and was like, come to church and doing devotions and like I'm watching her and I'm like dang girl like you go like I learned from her and and her walk just began that's how cool our friendship is and how much I like oh my gosh I'm like totally obsessed with her she's just the coolest just watching that and seeing that change from literally my freshman year to my senior year in college that just tugs at your heartstrings and and makes everything so worth it because it's not like you go into it trying to do that for someone. I didn't try to change Katie Chronister's mind about God. I didn't try to do that. That wasn't my intention. I just love Katie. I loved her for everything that she is and was even, even if it was, you know, She's she used to be so mean and she knows this. She used to be just me a, a mean little girl. But over time, like her heart had just softened and it was so cool to watch just and, and it's that take place. It's amazing. I kind of have the same kind of story or whatever. And I have a teammate that I played with last year and she graduated, but Hannah Jam. Hannah Jam Marino is like one of my favorite humans. And she's kind of like the same story with you. It's just she was a great person before, but she's an even better soul now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just because like she dove right in. It's the same situation. She dove right in. She loves having faith on conversation. She loves learning. She's a student. Mm-hmm. She's a student. She loves it. And 
seeing that is just exciting and it gets you fired up mm-hmm. to be a student even more so. Yep. And just to have the outreach to people. I mean, I think Colt and I talked to Hannah in the Mart in Drinko Library at Marshall University until like 6 a.m. one morning. We were studying for an exam. Oh my gosh. We joke about it now because we, it was almost like the Holy Spirit itself was inside us because we were not tired. Like <laughs> all night long, you should be tired by 6 a.m. You should be like holding your eyeballs open with pencil lead. But I mean, it was just, it was the craziest thing because we just sat there and just poured into her and it was like God was just flowing out of yeah. us. Yeah pouring into her and she just loved it. And she dove right in from that night on. Yeah. I, I love that. that. That kind of stuff is it. This, that's your, that's your why. Like right. that's why we are here to do what we did, to pour into relationships. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I agree. Kron was a friend before. Yeah. Hannah Jam was a friend before, but you know what? They're a sister now. Yeah. They're a sister. They're a part of my family. They're a part of my bloodline now. I truly yeah. watched our relationship just literally go to the next level. Like, yeah, we share, we share something that no one I'll never share with someone else witnessing that. Like, and now we're sisters in Christ. We are, we are bonded together through Jesus. And I am just like, it makes me so happy. Like it, it made every, every struggle, every, right. Every hard thing that I ever went through, like oh, I don't even care about that. My best friend loves Jesus. She gave her life to Christ. Like I'm on, like she's on fire for God. And I just, it's I could talk about it for hours. Probably that's how cool it is. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're someone that's listening to this podcast right now and you're on the brink of, you know, I don't really know where I'm at in life. I'm kind of in no man's land. If you're someone that is curious if you have questions if you want to have the faith-bound conversation please 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 reach out to yeah us. absolutely us. please follow our like message us personally on our personal accounts i am all ears We're if you an- want to get on the phone mm-hmm. and have a conversation with me i will talk to you for hours about this yeah i, I think uh, something that was cool for me i found a church at uf that i really enjoyed and this can be an avenue for you guys if you have a church that you feel like um is very inclusive and that's important to me i want a church that's going to welcome anyone and everyone and so canvas church in alachua if you guys are local you guys definitely need to check them out whenever they start having um, in-person services again i literally just invited katie and her boyfriend to church that was it I invited them to church. They came. They truly loved it. Katie cried the first time. And she tells me all the time. She's like, I just was in tears. I was like, girl, I cry every week. It hits me hard every week. Um, And and they just continued to come. And then Katie brought her mom. And then, you know, Grant brought CJ, his best friend. And, And it was, it's just watching little seeds being planted. It is so beautiful. And, and, Sometimes churches have a bad rap. Church church does not make you a Christian, but church keeps you centered. If you find a place that really is fitting for you, it's the place where I am just, it sets me back up for the next week. It's like my reset. 
I feel so fulfilled when I'm singing in church. Church holds you accountable, but at the same time, it also is a place where you can come and you can just you can just have awesome conversation mm-hmm. with other people who are in the same place as you. Yeah. Or if you're not, like that that's the kind of the beauty of it. Like Yeah. I I love my church at, at Marshall. I go to a Baptist church at Marshall and I just love it because our pastor just it's it's the same thing. He kind of hits you in the face with things. Oh yeah. And I'm just like <laughs> I was just open hand slapped in church. Like yep. no one saw it. So I just think that's the beauty of it though. That's the beauty of it. So definitely find a place for you. Find a place that really speaks to you. I've gone to many churches. I was raised going to church and over time I've just like really um I'm specific about my needs and I think that's okay. There's so many different churches out there. So definitely whatever is comfortable for you. Um, but that's, I mean, I feel like that's pretty much it guys for this week. We, we really, um, just kind of dove head first in this topic and really spoke from the heart because these are, you know, issues or topics or, you know, things that we deal with literally all the time, every day. This is, yeah. We're we're going through them. And everyone's experience is, it's different. We're not saying ours is the wrong or right way, but we just want you guys to feel like you can learn from maybe our mistakes that we've made or take into consideration kind of what worked for us. Um, But we're so thankful for you guys. If you are someone that has continued on with us from the first episode and you just keep listening. Thank you for the support. Um, Definitely give our podcast a rating. You can actually um, leave like a comment. What's it called? um, A review. You can leave a review if you'd like. Tell us what you think. Um, And definitely just reach out to us if you ever have questions or Um, have an idea or a topic that you'd love for us to talk about because we're like I've said before we're here for you we want to we want to help you guys and um yeah Joe you want to pray us out sure let's go all right Jesus thank you for this day and thank you so much for Blakely and allowing her and I to just use this platform to just speak to others and share our experiences and share um, your love and really just be a resource for anyone and everyone that listens to our podcast. We are truly just so blessed to be able to do this. Um, I ask that you just, whatever is going on with the listeners out there that are listening to our podcast every week, um, I ask that you just watch over them and you comfort them and give them peace and kind of whatever situation that they're going through, whether it be with relationships or a boyfriend or a girlfriend, or um, maybe dealing with a toxic friendship or maybe someone that doesn't necessarily like them. Just give them peace and knowing that they are loved and that they have the power to truly just give people grace and that they can love Anyway, um, we thank you so much for all that you've done for us, and we will um, see you guys next time. Amen. Amen. Woohoo!